Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Now it's time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pop Brothers at Law, with special guest Normal, as they launch Smoke the Vote to prepare for the 2020 election. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue, alongside of me are the world-famous Pop Brothers at Law and Mr. Joe Grande, and you are now tuned in to the greatest cannabis show in the country. The world! What are you eating right there? <laughs> are you doing an edible as well? He took one. You know what? Like Watch that. out! You it's know, gonna I, be. I like the fact that you've been uh, getting a little talk more for a reason. Man, I'm talking. <laughs> He's uh, getting loosey <laughs> goosey with the little cannabis, right? and I like Always it. Always during the show, man. That's my new thing. I'm gonna decide to get just to cope with all you crazy heads. You know what? It, it's good. You know, I think I'm gonna start doing it too, just to cope with you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down. Well, thank you guys for listening to Cannabis Talk 101. Everywhere that you do listen, if you ever want to call the show, 800. 420-1980. Make sure you check us out on Instagram for daily news. Learn the script so much more. It's at Cannabis Talk 101 at pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Oh. Mark's at Waslaw. Craig's at Waslaw Dog. Blue's at one Christopher Wright. And I am at Joe Grande yes. 52. And make sure you guys all go out and vote November 3rd. That is the big day unless you're mailing it in early like a lot of us are. It's so funny to see everybody complain about the mail-in ballot when I've been mailing in my ballot since I can vote. I've been doing it for years and, years and now it's oh there's a you know I think there's going to well, be a problem if County. you mail in no you I was living County. in the Bay Area when I was mailing in my shit <laughs> except you know I mean? think the president mailed his in too but there's a problem with them oh yeah mailing. I mean but so you know and, and, and as we talk about voting and this and that we got the folks in from Smoke the Vote and our guests yes. from LA Normal one of the oldest chapters in the country LA Normal was founded in 1973 and is a regional chapter of the National Organization for the Reform of Marijuana Law hence N-O-R-M-L. They support Normal's mission to repeal the prohibition of marijuana at the local, state, and federal level by educating those in the community about marijuana and hemp and their potential medical and industrial use while promoting the responsible use of marijuana by adults. Los Angeles Normal is a nonprofit membership organization dedicated to reforming California's marijuana laws. They are the only organization devoted specifically to marijuana reform for consumers. Los Angeles Normal is a all-volunteer organization, so we all commend you for doing what yes. you do for so many people out there. In studio, we have the executive director and president, Ian Rassman, thank Yo. you, Ian, for joining us. Thanks for having and me. And via Skype, we have the founder and director, the man, the myth, the legend, who is taking another call, but he's on hold, but he's on our line right there, Bruce Margolin. Correct me, please, Ian, as I mess up and correct you. Got it. That was, you actually did that one right, buddy. Well, thank you, you very right. much, guys. Director of Health and Wellness and the treasurer, Elizabeth Mack. Yes. Welcome. Thank you, Elizabeth, for joining us this afternoon. And the Director of Communications and Secretary, Nicholas Castillo. Castilli, not Castillo. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Did I get that right, Nicholas? Uh, actually, it's Castelli. 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 Like, like, Pastelli. I almost Castelli. thought it was Mexican and Castelli, and then I looked up and I go, no, I think he's Italian. Castelli. Pasquale. Uh, it's a good Irish name. Oh, it's a good Irish yeah. name. Castelli. <laughs> And the director, well, well, nice to have you, Nicholas, and the director of government affairs 
Hirsch Gain? Jane. Jane. Jane, like Mary Jane. It is a Jane. Mary Jane. I don't know why when I see Jane's, I don't know. Yeah. You know or Joe? Is it I'm an idiot or I'm an idiot? A and B. I guess it's either one of them. Go Grande. Yeah, because I'm an idiot right there for that one. And you know what? There's no denying bonehead on mine. Sorry for messing that up. Because Joe never messes up. Oh, no. And I love does. And I'll take the big dummy award for when I do. Don't get me wrong. Director of Technology, Brett McCumber. Did I get that right, Brett? Yes, I get the ah, hand applause. Thank you very much. Yes. And the director of Veteran Affairs, Eric Gopel. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Well, you know, you guys, as we get everybody, we want to thank you guys all for being here with us. And, and I want to start by asking you guys, what are you guys doing with this big thing with Smoke the Vote? Because L.A. Normal, we've got a great chance to talk to you, Ian, and thank you for rounding up the whole squad from L.A. Normal. And for those who don't know, the website, lanormal.org. Once again, L-A-N-O-R-M-L dot O-R-G. Go on there, and the full team, as you meet them, this is who we have on the show today. So this is an honor for Cannabis Talk 101 to have the full power staff of L.A. Normal but now I see you guys are doing this Smoke the Vote. Please talk about that and what is that exactly? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. We are truly honored to be here. Really appreciate uh, the unwavering support that you guys have always had for normal. Can't tell you how much we appreciate that. So as we head here into the election season, um, we've seen more and more candidates and elected officials than ever before express their support for marijuana policy reform, right? So unfortunately, there are still too many old politicians clinging to this reefer madness of the bygone air and this is your brain on drugs and we've all mm. seen that that war on drugs and there's the many of cooking them on the all car the oh all yeah the frying pan. <laughs> this the is your brain on drugs i'm all webbles i believed that though <laughs> i bought I, into that in the 80s br- eggs what's going just on just say no yeah it used to make you think that way though it was I, a heavy right. campaign I, I that did. was, it that was, was the democratic party that did that was it well they did a damn good job see how good they are <laughs> they did such a good job <laughs> of promoting <laughs> something so well that it made you think it was true that, that wasn't that, that wasn't reagan. that was reagan right, oh, either right. way whoever did it they tried, did a damn good I job i tried i tried if you say it long enough you know they'll all right believe that's it. the trump way that's what how you follow <laughs> <laughs> all right go ahead so so at normal we want you to be uh, an informed cannabis consumer um and so that's why we've updated and retooled our platform smoke the vote so you you can go to vote.normal.org um, and you can learn where your state and federal candidates stand on the issues of marijuana freedom with our Smoke to Vote voter guide. Nice. So you go there, you put in your address, vote.normal.org, put in your address, you will see everybody that's going to be on your ballot and it's going to show you any uh, of their voting history, how they voted on many of the measures that have come before the House uh, and Senate. Um, it's going to show you any public comments that they've made. Um, and it's it's really quite informative. So you can see all that. And it's the great. Candidates. If so you, you listen to you, the previous podcast, we've actually done it with our address. And right. it's phenomenal. Mark just yeah, did it when I used voted. it when I voted. And, and I'm getting great. my ballot to go over it very soon when I, when I do my mail-in well, as well. you also get to see kind of, you know, who's flipped and flopped right like oh, yeah. who's changing over and kind of waking up to the to the world of cannabis and so that which is a good thing i mean they're, they're not sometimes i think people look at people's past and and think that people can't make changes but you know people are making changes people are deciding to come towards the cannabis uh into the green closet they're opening up the green closet i guess instead of hiding in it and this know? is for all 50 states correct oh yeah it's all, yeah all so it's not country. like just folks in california who we definitely talk to heavily you know uh but this has all 50 states in there as you get to the website it says normal smoke the vote voting guide to legalize marijuana in your states into your address at our nine digit zip to see the voting guide for your district and once again we've done this before it's very simple and it literally spells out every single name that you should be voting for and why and it gives you the yes and the red nose and all the good stuff that's right i mean we preach every time uh even on our ig when we talk about voting i mean it's always ends with Go to normal, go to LA normal, go to Cal normal, go to normal and figure it out and get out and vote. Thank you. They've they, honestly, the team uh, at Normal's done um, uh, an amazing effort of gathering all this data. That's a lot of data for all 50 states. I'm sure. putting it on the website and really letting you know where your potential candidates are standing on the issues that that concern you. Yeah, and it's very easy too because it has those nice big letter grades. A, yeah, A through F. A through F. And, and it's right there, and it, you can you. And that's how I voted when I was uh, looking. And then I uh, uh, one of them, um, I think it was for assembly in my area. 
and neither of them had uh, had anything good to say about cannabis, and I, j- I didn't vote for either of them. Well, there you go. You did you, tell me, did you find any 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 surprises when you were looking through your candidates? Anybody you're like, oh, I didn't know they were friendly to. No, I think I, I'm. You know, we. I'm pretty much up on it. Yeah. So I was. I pretty much knew. You know who who's uh, who's feeling what, especially in my uh, in my area. But it's such a great resource. I'm going to use it tonight, actually. Wherever you are in the country, to use that. Give that website one more time. Vote dot normal dot org and normal spelled N O R M L. You know what's funny though is I'm on it right now, and I did it before when I entered my full uh, street address. But when I just entered my zip code, 92630, unless I just moved, and for some reason it's saying enter a full zip code. Yeah, like you have it's to not the, the last four digits. You know how you have the zip code, and then it has the dash, and then four more digits? You I got, never know those last four you, digits yeah. of where I live. You can just yeah. put in your address, you gotta put in and then the you don't have to worry about the entire address or that whole zip code with, with the last four dashes. Interesting. Well, thanks for making me feel so, like a bonehead. So, well, that's <laughs> twice today. That's twice, big shooter. Dang. Oh, I know what you, now, now I know how you guys feel. So I got questions for, for the panel and uh, everybody who's joined us because, I mean, you're all volunteers and you all have these specific titles. So Elizabeth, Director of Health and Wellness, what does that mean? What do you, what do, you do there for normal? Uh, I, I educate people on how to use cannabis as medicine, why it works in the body, why we should be using cannabis as health promotion, and how to get healthier uh, with cannabis, and uh, maybe to replace some pharmaceuticals that might be a little more harmful than than good, um, and really just to educate and encourage people that cannabis is medicine, and that they should have this as part of their conversation with their healthcare providers and in their treatment plan. So if I'm somebody who's used opioids and all sorts of other things for pain and other different ailments, and I say to you, what, why, why should I now switch to cannabis after using these for, for 15 years? Why? Who wants to be on opiates for a day longer than 15 years, right? Yeah. I mean, when, you, when you're taking opiates, you're, you're, first of all, most of the time not out of pain. Because you get something called opioid-induced hyperalgesia, which is every t- every pill you take, the condition gets worse because it's scrambling up in brain signals. You're constipated. You're you're drowsy. You're falling asleep. You've lost your motivation for life. You can't eat because you're nauseated. Like, <laughs> don't yeah. even get it goes on and on. You know what's Jeez. what's so crazy is who, in their right mind, after listening to that for 20 seconds, can't. I mean, well, can't no, it, can't it's not, it's, can't get one over that cannabis just should be completely well, legalized and you should be able to use it for whatever you feel like. Well, I think they said well, it in the right. right. it's not the right so, name. And that, But that's <laughs> just talking about the opioids. Then if you start to talk about cannabinoid, you talk about how can, cannabis can actually lower the, the pain uh, signaling, so no susceptive pain. When we From our injury to the brain, they're signaling. Cannabis can turn down the volume on those, those buttons that makes you think you have pain, THC specifically. CBD, THCA can lower the inflammatory pain. So all of the neuropathic pain that people can't treat, we can treat with cannabinoids uh, with the right medicine. Um, And then the other thing is that it'll help you have better energy. You can start to wean down off of the opioids, especially with a one-to-one oil, half CBD, half THC. Now we can start to have those doses, get people back their quality of life, get them out of the cycle of addiction, get them off the other things that they're taking as well, uh, and help move them back towards uh, functioning humans that can work and, and eat and sleep and be with their family and be productive members of society. Cannabis takes people the right way. Yeah. I, Hallelujah. Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's funny. I often feel like, you know, for years we you know, our, our country has been pushing us on, especially our elder folks on, on, you know, opioids and, and, you know, it's, it's been the go-to. And I, I finally feel like there's, there's this younger generation that's kind of like either one, we've either watched our family members or the people around us to, s- oh, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. They're all listening Thanks to for joining us. Thanks for joining us. So, um, uh, so, so I think there's that 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 curve though that's still kind of in the uh, the thought process that you know you just got to go to the doctor and give get what they give you, and and I, I you know I always tell people and I remind people this all the time is that our country 
is more civilized. They're, they're not going to make a, a decision and say that cannabis was medical marijuana if it didn't have medicinal value. There's no way. We're, we're, too, we're too organized. We're too much of a, you know, uh, of a They're not just going to go on a lip. Exactly. We're too conservative to, to, to say, oh, yeah, it's Well, that's got to change. Purposes. That's why if everybody goes to vote and flip the Senate and keep the House, I don't care who's in office, something's going to get done about prohibition. That's my opinion. There's a lot of measures it's up the on the way. table that um, could make a substantial difference. Um, I mean, it's not even the measures, though. It's more importantly is flipping the house, the, the Senate, because nothing that the House does, it just goes and sits and dies on the floor of the Senate. That's, I mean... At McConnell's feet. I mean, among other... I, uh, trust me, I know there's a great, great... There's a, a lot of different measures. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff, but I think at, this, at the height of it all, if we can do that. I think everything else can fall into place a hell of a lot easier. Well, let's take a break and come back and speak to the Director of Communications, Nicholas Castelli, and maybe he'll let us know how we can do that. It's Cannabis Talk 101. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101, where Blue, Joe Grande, and the Pot Brothers at Law are here with Cal Normal. Los LA Angeles. Normal. LA Normal. Oh, it's not Cal? No, we're well, Los Angeles different. Normal. Is that, is that a different Normal? I thought, it was, I thought Cal was the whole... Uh, I guess it's not. Vanilla Normal is Welcome to the show, Jesus Blue. <laughs> Welcome. Have another edible. Who's hey. Cal Normal then? That's partners, right? Yeah, definitely partners in our in our mission. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Chapter, state, yeah. it's whole nationwide. Oh, national. Yeah. He has been with LA Normal since junction. City, but you know now, City, now you know state. how I feel today. So welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. welcome. That's actually good to know. That's actually not a bad thing to point out. Oh no, to it's make not. it very clear. Yeah. That it's citywide. It's statewide and then nationwide. It's a ground ground movement, right? So we, Normal has chapters all across the country um, and we support things from the local city level to the state level to the federal level. So, you you know, there's opportunity to get involved at really every level of government and we focus on the Los Angeles area. And And the Director of Communications and Secretary, Nicholas Castelli, tell us about what you do there, brother. Hey, how you guys doing? Uh, So as the Director of Communications for LA Normal, my main job is to basically direct the communication. So what that means is make sure everything's on point, on brand, everything that we do externally, even internally, we kind of 
you know, I make sure everything's in line and it's communicated to the consumers in a way that is understandable and it is acceptable and informative and basically brings everything together under the LA normal umbrella, which makes it clear is what our mission is, what we're trying to do, how we support communities and, and how we are driving, you know, the, the legal battle of cannabis, not only here in California, which even though it is legal, there is still a lot to do, as we'll learn. It's still illegal. Do, I'm sure. It's still illegal. So, the Pod Brothers at Law say it's still illegal. 100%. Which is funny yeah. because it is. You could still go to jail for the you know, stupidest they, they said that The term legalization was the biggest fraud perpetrated on the public that exists because it's not legal. It's decriminalized to, you know, zero. If you have under, you know, an ounce, so much wax, it's, you know, there's, it's not a crime. But anything over that, people are still going to jail. Anyways, I said my we, we forget <laughs> We forget that sort of in California, right? Because we're so, right. California is so yeah, lax about it. Do you know how many cases we like, get what? of people coming in and then trying to leave with it because they think it's legal? Yeah, but you guys, you guys deal with people from around the country as well. So, yep. like, right, tell me, I mean. tell me, you don't have somebody that comes from Alabama and All they're the in time. a whole new. They're it's a whole different world in places oh, yeah. like Alabama. Well, yeah, and they think that it's legal, <laughs> and they go to legal legal stores, and then they get on a plane, and then they get busted. Yeah. You know, so it's it's really it about, doesn't make any sense too when you think about it, especially when you're going from legal to legal. I mean, yeah. you know, wh- how in the that's hell? Why you federal, vote. That's why you got to vote. Illegal. It's decriminalized. Vote.normal.org. And, and, and as yeah. we talk yes. about that and we think about, you know, passing these acts for, you know, uh, interstate possibilities, do we think that's ever going to happen, Ian? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all, well, it's, yeah, it goes back to, t- to flipping the Senate and getting rid of McConnell yeah. and, and all that. I mean, that's really the big, the big thing, because as long as he's there and the Senate's controlled by them, ain't gonna happen yeah and so when people go to this thing and start voting for the right people and i just put in my address for instance and i know elizabeth did as well and it shows the race for the president shows you who's hot and howie hawkins which is ironic because i never even heard of him let alone some of these other people that are running for president that's awesome that they got on the ballot congratulations to them uh it shows Kamala Harris, as well as Joe Jorgensen, who we've been trying to reach out and talk to and support because Miss Jorgensen has been a major supporter of this, has not reached back at us. And Joe Biden, though, has a B minus. So you got a B minus with Joe and with Miss Harris, you got an A. So that's good. And then you look at Donald and Trump and it's a D plus. What were we going to say? Now that's Bruce, man. He's Me? Still, so. Yeah, what I'm saying is that. Hey, listen, uh, Biden said he's, he's down for, a de- uh, for a decriminalization, which I think is better than legalization because legalization implies all these rules and regulations we're dealing with. And he says he's down for decriminalization. And I think that's a mistake we made in the beginning, saying we want legalization, which imposed, et cetera, all these qualifications and taxes and that's et cetera, et cetera. You know, so I'm not sure why he's got to be minus. When he comes out even better than Camilla Harris, so she's talking about uh, legalization, which is a different word. Is it is, is that Bruce that we're hearing from yep, there? That right yes. there is Bruce Margolin, the founder and director. Now, Bruce, but what did by your tone and what you're saying, are you happy that Joe Biden's for it? I mean, do you think it's he not thinks the right he's more for it than? A B minus. I didn't know you were his puppet talker. I don't know. I was well, talking that's what to him. I heard. I, I mean, he's right there. I could ask Bruce what he meant by it. You don't have to answer for him, okay? That's what he said. You're not his dad. That's Bruce, he, that's I'm asking you a question, and I have your uncle over here yeah, asking for you. <laughs> I, said, I noticed that. I noticed that that he that uh, that Biden says he's for uh, decriminalization, which I think is better than legalization because I think it's a mistake we made at the beginning. Talking about legalization, which has all these regulations, et cetera, et cetera, oh, okay. up our ass, you know? So I don't know if he knows the difference or not, but I like that <laughs> word better. I know I like that word better, and it sounds nicer than legalization. And Camilla Harris is a nice lady, but she didn't come through to us when she was Attorney General of California. She didn't come through with even the guidelines that she's supposed to come up with that was required on a pop, on a pop uh, um, uh, two, was it 215? 420, SB 420. No, before that we had Pop 215. Correct. The, each attorney general was up with guidelines, which Jerry Brown did. When Camilla Harris took office, she doesn't know enough about the law concerning things like dispensaries and co-ops and collectives. 
and she wanted more legislation. So she left us in the blank, and we had a fight with every DA about what the law was. So she wasn't that much help, to tell you the truth. I think she goes with the wind blows, but I, of course I'm down for her, voting for her, and down for Biden, because that's the only real choice in this world. Uh, but I'm just pointing that out that uh, she wasn't such a wonderful, wonderful thing, you know. So is the term think, you know, the co-sponsor of the Moore Act, and if the Moore Act passes, then then we get it out of the Controlled Substance Act, and then we can right. do all the research. So we have to pass the Moore Act. I agree. That's 100. percent I'm down for that because her name was she was very much involved with the Moore Act. Wonderful people running for governor, for president. I forget her name right now. She's a well-known candidate. And uh, yes, that's that's our answer, the Moore Act. And I think the Democrats in office, we're going we're gonna to get it done. Can the Moore Act pass before we get the next president, or does that have to pass no. after? No, the Senate's not going to vote on it. No one's going to do anything during this lame duck dies period. on no. the floor. So even if yeah. they did, it's still going to die anyways. The Democrats right. passed right now? it. Right. right now at this point. And now what's going to make it to where it does, it can change? Democrats in the Senate. And, and how, is that possible right now with the yes, voting? Yes, yeah. I think so. We think so, or do what happened? So, got a crystal ball in, in four more years. I think that's so. what I'm saying. How many more people are going to get in the Senate if if Biden Hopefully is elected? A handful four at least. Years. I think we need three or four to, to flip, flip it. it. Yeah, well, I, I think the important thing is if ballot measures in Montana and Arizona and New Jersey and South Dakota and Mississippi pass, each time those ballot measures pass, there are two more U.S. senators that have a stake in the legal cannabis economy. I think that, you know, in addition to hoping the Dems gain seats, that's going to be consequential. I mean, one example I'll just give you is Roy Blunt in Missouri he used to be super anti-cannabis, then Missouri passed the measure, and now he's down with the Safe Banking Act. And if we can get more of those um, folks to flip, then I think we'll be able to achieve a lot of these goals. And that's Hirsch right there, the Director of Government Affairs. Hirsch, tell us a little bit more about what you do with LA Normal. Yeah, my job at LA Normal is basically just to give you know the team and the larger community that Normal interacts with visibility into federal, state, and policy issues, right? So you are just talking about the, the federal policy issues, things like the MORE Act. Then there's state policy issues, right? We have five um, states that are going to be voting on legal cannabis. Um, every Almost every presidential election for the past 20 years has been a huge step forward for cannabis, right? Going back to 96 when California legalized it medically to 2012 with Washington and Oregon. So this also has the potential to do that. And the final part of my job is just giving the team visibility into what's happening on the local level, right? So if a city is going to pass a restrictive cannabis ordinance, how can we get organized um, to combat it? So it's basically pushing forward progress on all three of those dimensions, uh, local, state, and federal. And, and that being said, you're very, you know, you gave us a great first, answer of what well, we need first. to do. Yeah. Uh, on the, you know, big level, as far as getting these seats in, what can people do say in California? Cause you're here with LA normal. What, who should they be voting in for locally? Do you have anything off the top of your head with that, that people can, I mean, I know as I went for that, the house district for my district, Katie Porter is one of them, but I'm not in LA. I'm in orange County, the race for state assembly district 68 is Melissa Fox. And then as far, as Governor Gavin Newsom gets a strong B, which is funny that he actually gets a B. Lieutenant Governor Elena Kaunalakis. I have no idea what that Tough name is. Tough last name, yeah. Exactly. But uh, is there anybody in any information that you can spit out right now for the folks that are in L.A. as we have a, a, you know, a broad listenership in Los Angeles? Yeah, I mean, here's what I would say to everyone in California. What you should be doing is at the city council level, right? So yes. there are about 480 cities in California. Only like 90 of those 480 cities, so one in five, allow for legal cannabis sales, right? right? But now That's so many good. cities are willing to open up because they're stretched, but they need to hear from their citizens because they're only going to hear from the people that are anti-cannabis if we don't get involved. So I think anyone in California, if you're one of the Californians that lives in those 400 cities that does not allow legal cannabis sales, email your city councilors, tell them to agendize cannabis, speak at those city council meetings. That's what I do for every place I've ever lived in California, and I think everyone else uh, should too. Yeah, we, I say that all the time, all the time, that you have to get out there at the city level, especially in the state of California. 100%. And, and now is a great time, too, because people are, uh, we all know that the economy has been suffering a bit. So now uh, cities are looking at cannabis programs to expand their tax revenues. So it's, it's a good time for city. But we know, gotta we got to make sure when we come back, know. we're going to talk about tax revenues. And uh, we'll get to the high five right. also right after this break. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, Pop Brothers at Law, Blue, and Joe Grande. And we want to give a special thanks to Pitt, Peanut, Jen, and Elvis. Always making it happen behind the scenes. And we are here with L.A. Normal, Smoke the Vote. And we're going to get into uh, some tax issues, big brother. You got a few things to say? Yeah, not tax issues, but it was something that uh, Bruce said that is really troublesome. He's exactly right. Legal, like he said, it should be decriminalized, not legalized, because legalized came with a lot of bad stuff. What we need to have is legalization with fair and reasonable taxation and regulation, where it's it the the reasoning that the the effed up part about all these cities, and it's a two-edged sword. So on the one hand, they need revenue, they need money, so it's money driven to pass ordinances for cannabis so they can make money, as opposed to. This is something everybody should have. It's a medicine. It helps. And we could make tax dollars off it. And imagine if they didn't have all the regulations and all the extra taxes, the state would probably make, and I'm not an economist by any means, CPA, nothing, but I'm just thinking if, you know, a little bit of a lot rather than a lot of, you know, a a little (laughs) of a very little because of the illicit market. I mean, I, I just, I'm mind boggled to, to where they, they can't see that and we keep preaching that. And I mean, I mean that, that, that they, they should have rolled back excise taxes already. They should have rolled back. They should have, um, they were going to stop the, uh, cultivation tax for three years and it just, they can't see fit because they, all the politicians did it based on money. Is there a question from you? That's to just my or are you just going to no. keep talking no. about something that's 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 speaking works, like pretty, Yeah, you know, pretty much. Especially this state, and I'm from Illinois too, same thing over there. I mean, it's all, uh, once they get their hand on it, I mean, they're going to try to figure out how to squeeze every penny, you know? So, yeah, we have to fight. That's why we're here. That's why we have, that's why we're doing what we do. So, speaking of fighting, yeah. you know, fighting, fighting for the vets, you know, Eric, you, you take care of your director of veteran affairs. And, uh, you know, we, we have a lot of support for, for vets out there and their need for cannabis over all those pills. What are you guys doing to help the vets? Thanks. Uh, also the member of the Veterans Cannabis Coalition, uh, which is a national group acting for the end of cannabis prohibition, very similar to normal. Um, and under the uh, that shingle of Veterans Cannabis Coalition, I work with national normal on uh, federal legislation. But as director of the board uh, at LA Normal for Veteran Affairs, what I've been focused on is actually two programs. One, a uh, SB 34 compassionate donation program, which was enabled by uh, law last year 
that was signed into uh, signed into law by Gavin Newsom after being vetoed yep. uh, by Jerry Brown back at the end of uh, 2018. That's big, uh, right? And the law basically states that cannabis legal cannabis operators can now donate medical pro- medical or donate cannabis products to uh, eligible patients. And to be an eligible patient, all you need is a doctor's recommendation. You don't need the state issued card. Legal operators can donate to eligible patients and then only have to pay essentially what their production costs are. So, you know, if you as a cultivator want to donate, you know, uh, a certain amount of cannabis to, uh, to a particular uh, dispensary, that that dispensary is then to give out to patients, basically you just, you know, you know whatever the tags are in Metro, right? Like you're toggling, you know, uh, your tracker and you're saying, hey, this is going to SB 34. Right? Yeah, tell them, like what, the, the tell them what it was before. Sorry, go ahead. Tell them what it was before. Tell right. them why so SB 34 this, was so important. Right. So prior to SB 34, basically, if you want to donate cannabis legally, you had to pay the full retail price on it, no matter what, you know, uh, what stage of production you're in. Under SB 34, I think if it was constructed optimally, right, because you'd have to basically organize the retailer, the distributor, and the manufacturer cultivator, right? But if you can get all three of those entities, sometimes they're the same entity, right? Uh, on board with with uh, basically designating certain products for donation. And that way, every step of the way, each uh, operator gets excused the taxes. So the cultivator gets excused the cultivation tax. You know, the distributor gets excused the, uh, the use tax. Retailer gets excused the excise tax. Yeah, that you know, was that, huge. That lowers the barrier, I think, to, uh, to donations quite a bit. And currently, um, there's a handful of SB 34 uh, donation programs operating in the state, primarily in Bay, um, largely with Feed for Warriors Project, Operation EVAC, Educating Veterans About Cannabis, uh, in um, in partnership, I think, with uh, Sweetleaf Collective. And Weed for Warriors also has uh, uh, going on in Southern California as well. I know they're uh, they're doing work in Riverside and LA, both. Yeah, um, we do a lot with Cannabis uh, Coalition. Yeah, we, they do a lot of good work. Veterans Cannabis Coalition uh, started one of the one of the first. Um, SB 34 donation programs in Orange, well, the first one in Orange County, I think still the only one in Orange County, uh, with Cannabis Works down there. And we, and since March, we've organized, I think, five or six um, donations uh, going out to veterans and serving, um, you know, we've already donated tens of thousands of dollars worth of products uh, just at one dispensary. And with a normal, basically, I'm looking to help develop and expand that and and while the, while the focus is still on veterans, right, we understand that veterans don't exist in a vacuum and reasons why, you know, we have what we have as far as patients in the state is because of the coalition of veterans and patients. If you consider, you know, uh, Dennis Perone being a Vietnam War veteran and working with other, uh, you know, like Dale, uh, I think Dale Gerringe from uh, Cal Normal is also a veteran, I believe. If I have that right. Um, but a lot of the, you know, a lot of the initial proxy, or excuse me, Prop 215 folks, um, were, you know, they were all patients and veteran focused for the most part. So I, I think that SB 34 is named specifically in honor of Dennis Brown and Brownie Mary, uh, Brownie Mary Rathbun. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that's a it's an important uh, all this discussion about, you know, cannabis legalization or decriminalization or everything else. And kind of seeing what's happened in, in California, especially of how legalization has you know left and abandoned a lot of patients who relied on what was the kind of loose uh, flow of, of cannabis that was available, you know, under, before prop 64. So important. You know, to brought, take, yeah. So important to take that, care of those vets who have taken care of our country. Right. And look, and with normal doing so many different things, I think it's a, uh, now we can talk to Eric direct or not Eric, I'm sorry, Brett, Brett director of technology, getting all this information out there, connecting with people, especially in the times of this pandemic, uh, Brett, I would assume that your uh, your job has uh, increased a bit during the pandemic. Why don't you talk about that? <laughs> Most definitely. Thank you guys for having us on today. Uh, my role internally for the organization is to make sure that uh, our technology stack, like our website, is up and running, uh, that our team is able to post timely and useful information. Uh, and then also on the back end to make sure that we have the tools that are needed to keep us connected and make sure that we can operate, uh, especially during a time during the pandemic. You know, we were just getting ready to relaunch our chapter in March and April when quarantine hit. We had a list this big of events that we're, we were getting ready to post. 
so, you know, from a consumer perspective, then uh, my job is to present information and education about the new technologies that are coming up around cannabis. Think about all of the software platforms that we have now uh, where a consumer can go and order cannabis online. We have a designation between recreation and medical, but this quote unquote patient data on the back end is not uh, is not uh, considered the same as our current patient data that has to be uh, HIPAA certified. So we have a whole bunch of early patient data um, that's not really being protected as much uh, as it could be. So as consumers, we need to make sure that we approach these technologies with caution and we need to make sure that our voice is heard so that the, the technologies that we use are safe and secure for us going forward. How did you get involved with Normal to begin with, Brett? Uh, I've actually been a member of the Orange County chapter for a couple of years now. Uh, that's where I met Ian. And when uh, Ian uh, approached me and said, hey, Bruce and I have been talking about expanding the LA chapter, uh, would you be interested in helping us out? Uh, then I was definitely on board. Uh, I enjoyed my time with the Orange County chapter so much that I wanted to come aboard uh, with Los Angeles and make a difference uh, here as well. Now, is Elizabeth your wife? No. Okay. <laughs> got the, the, I thought it was a the name with the Mac. I, you, no. you, you guys had to have seen that, right? I, mean, I think the first Humber and Mac. Left, I see that. Mac, I see well, that. You see the Mac right I there. I can see it's, that. And, and Elizabeth, though, as you just mentioned her, how did you become the queen of the staff over there at LA Normal? You're the only lady on the board. How did you become a part? She's of not the, the only woman on the board. Oh, she's she's not. Sharon couldn't. How about make this? It today. You're the only one that had the courage to come on with us today. So <laughs> therefore, you're the only woman there. She's the brave one today for sure. How did you get involved with them, Elizabeth? Uh, well, it, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, I I was I was not the first woman, but then uh, there were a couple more, but then they they dropped off, and now I am. And and then uh, Sharon joined us a few months ago in marketing. So um, you know, we need more women. You know, it, the other thing is who's who's uh, well, okay, statistics like who's smoking pot. They say like males, eighteen to thirty you know, is the demographic. These guys are all a little older than that. But, um, you know, we're, we're looking to change the stigma across the board. And the other thing is, you know, I'm thinking about what we discussed earlier, um, you know, with respect to the legislators, they just don't understand because that's they think they have that same stigma. They have that same idea that it's like males, 18 to 30, using weed, uh, and it's completely erroneous. So we're going to do what we can to change that. It is so funny. And not only that, even when you look at the statistics of people that are going into legal dispensaries, it's like 45 plus. It's not your 18 to 35 demographic that it's quote not. unquote is your legal one. They and I'm saying it's 45 plus across the all 11 states that have it for recreational can I, use. Can I tell you why? Because they feel safer going in there. They know they're buying something. Because the kids that are 18 to 35. They're going to buy it off of dealers. They're getting it from their friends. Of course. They're getting it from the illicit shops. Yeah. I mean, that's that's to me a no-brainer, but it's still one of those scenarios where you got to chop down on the black market a little more, make it more reasonable. And the rehab they're going to do that that, is by doing taxes at a reasonable rate to making it to where the street dealer can't make as much. Yeah, if not not more. more. Of course, they're making more. Who are we kidding? Sometimes. Right now, they're making a lot more. Sometimes they take losses that the people in the stores don't so it's, yeah. it's getting robbed yeah, yeah. yeah. They, that's part course. of doing business that's part of the game that's part of being a criminal blue well yeah but and but, it is a criminal you know, act but, <laughs> but, it was, but but for those same people in the industry it, it's it was it was a criminal before they got involved too it was the same game. You know what I mean? No, yeah. what you're so trying to say, but no, saying it's you're trying to say back in the I'm day it's no. what's been happening you're saying back in the day though it was it was a crime first Defend it later under yeah. SB four twenty. So it was always a crime. It still, 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 still is. Still is. It still is though. But still the fact the fact is this: going back, <laughs> we got to go. We got to go back to Elizabeth's <laughs> comment about we got to change this overall stigma. And as much as we are in the polls, so to speak, people's um, acceptance of, of cannabis has grown, you know, exponentially, but it's still putting faces to it. Like we get out there as attorneys going, if you don't like me smoking, then don't hire me. Yeah. 
You know, don't listen to my show if you think I'm a stoner. If that's what you, if you think a stoner is Spicoli from Fast Times, and you know, you live that was with a li- great live, movie that was, but live with that. You know, and then this is we're changing it. If we all need to go on social media and smoke, you actually used a line from him. You said, "Don't get, you don't eat your food today on my time." And that was <laughs> that from you're right. Spicoli, that's right. isn't it? I mean, that was from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. The teacher I did, did that. that. Our time. It's I did order time. a pizza for us. It should be here <laughs> on our time. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's just so funny how but we, we gotta, use references. But we got to change that stigma. I agree 100. percent So it's, I don't, I don't know how to on. get the masses of the professionals who smoke weed to come out of the closet. We Get out a, of the green closet. We need closet. a green closet come out day. No, we have, if you want the professionals to come out of the closet, we have to change the taxation because we can then change the products, right? What I've been trying to do for six years is to build the door in the cannabis industry, right? And so, like, if you have tinctures, topicals, fully extracted cannabis oil, sublingual strips, different ways of administering this uh, medicine, then people will start to interpret it differently. Wow. Love That's a very good what point. I'm advocating for is that for certain medicinal products, we have a separate taxation. Because if I'm t- uh, convincing somebody, and I, I've already worked over all that stigma, this is like a 70-year-old who goes to the dispensary, looks at that $100 bottle of tincture, and now they've got to pay 185 Are you kidding me? Uh, so that has to change, yeah. right? You go to Walgreens, and you're not paying 35% tax on your medicines. Yeah, right, 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 right oh, now. What the only the only benefit of getting your actual county ID card is not paying the use tax. And I think that's that, all it does for the medical patient. How about we get these insurances to cover it too? At one point, I mean, how great other would that state, be? Other I mean, states, that other, other states have that's done that. That's when it wait, That's luck. when it really starts coming into play, and it becomes when you can a start real, using your insurance. Going, other, you know what, other to, states have done that. Back east, I believe. I can't tell you the states, but I know I've read it, and they have. I know that's them. been a sensitive no, issue in, for in Elizabeth Jersey, as well. There was a work comp case. There was a work comp case. I spent twenty years in insurance. First 10 in hospitals, the next 20 in insurance in the last six years. But insurance is not going to cover this until it's decent. So uh, we have to get it out of the Controlled Substance Act, first of all. But even CBD, I've been asking employers to do a demonstration project where we can take CBD to a 500-law employee group, have 100 of the employees sign up to get free CBD every day for a year, uh, and see what happens. We can bend cost curves on all the pharmaceuticals, pain, depression, blood pressure, diabetes, et cetera. We're going to and then, you know, incorporate other health promotion activities uh, and change the productivity and the costs of true health care in that uh, experiment. I, I mean, you know, you, if you know anybody wants to take me up on it, I can design the, the coverage. You know, what's crazy, <laughs> what, what's absolutely crazy about what you just said is I've been practicing over 25 years work comp law representing injured workers, and I've had major injured workers on so many different types of meds. And then they come to me, and this is over the years, and say, I'm thinking of trying cannabis. I'm like, well, I'm not your doctor, but I don't see why not. Craig, yeah. talk about yourself, though, and, the revolution that you well, recently well, had. Well, that's what the CBD, I mean, no, no, but, the, but, no, but what I was going to say, though, is this guy's on seven different pain pills, and God knows what, for each pill to take a different pill. Then it's a stomach issue, you got to take a pill for that issue, and then you're overusing that arm because you hurt that arm, and they didn't treat it right, and before you know it, you're spiraling out of control, and... Uh, we go to the insurance company and go for, you know, 100 bucks a week. This guy just went to medical marijuana and he's off all his opiates. He's not going to try to kill himself anymore. And they like, nope. I even went to court once over it and I knew I was going to lose, but I had to give it a try. And, it's ridiculous. Uh, and until the state law changes, they, they really need to change it. Other states that have enacted legalization of some sort, a lot of them have protections for the employees and then the insurance companies not well, California. No, I know nope. uh, not it's California. Terrible, right? Like, no, it's seriously. it's still old school. No, they can do what they want. Fire, Fire you for any reason or no reason, but not an impermissible well, reason. They're probably going to lose money all the way around somehow, you know, because of the the, the insurance companies are picking up. You no, know, the insurance all, companies insured, aren't going right? to. No, the insurance company's not going to change their premium. They're going to have less less medical bills to pay out. It's going to be better for them. The less money they're paying out on premiums. But like Elizabeth said, they can't do that until it's federally illegal. Well, they're big illegal. brothers. Until it's federally the, illegal. The, yeah, they're not going to cut yeah, that Yeah, they money. can't go to the feds <laughs> and go, hey, guess what we're going to do? Yeah. The, the hell you are. Yeah, this you know what I mean? It's just so I believe, much I believe there has been a state case somewhere that has actually said they had to pay. Really? Yeah, I'll well, look it up Well, that was in New one. Jersey, and it was a okay. work comp case because yes. they had exhausted all the other options, and this was the only thing that worked, and they did 
force them to pay, but it's an outlier, right? So we have to change all of this. People are are deducting CBD from their HSA accounts. They can't do that, but they are. They're saying it's something else. Uh, there's all kinds of ways to you know get this this through, but. Uh, the MORE Act has to pass. It has to be descheduled. Well, MORE Act has to pass. Get out there and vote. So make sure you rock the vote. Go to the website, lanormal.org. Go check that out, you guys. It's now time for the high five. We're going to do it with you four on there. We just did it with you, Ian. So we want to do the high five with the rest of the LA Normal crew. I'm going to start asking you a question, and the rest of us up here are going to ask a question. Elizabeth, you'll answer first because you're the queen up there on the board. Yes. And then, Nicholas, you'll answer second. Brett, you'll go third. Eric, you'll clean up the pack by answering the same question last. The question number one for you, Elizabeth, and the rest of you three. How old were you the first time you smoked weed, and where did you get it from? (laughs) I was was 13, and it was from a boy down the street. (laughs) Nice. Which street was this? Where did you grow up at? Uh, it was in Hinsdale, Illinois, and uh, and yeah, it was it was in in my neighborhood. He, I, I knew him my whole life, uh, and and he had uh, he had some joints, and he asked if I wanted to try it, and we sat out in a park and and had it. It was pretty cool. Nothing <laughs> like right. being a thirteen year old little girl getting high. What about you, Nicholas? <laughs> hey, you're on mute. You're on mute, Nicholas. But I'm going to repeat it. You're a thirteen year old little girl as well, <laughs> and your neighborhood boy got you high too. Oh wait. <laughs> So yes. mine was, I was 16 years old. I was on vacation up in UP, Wisconsin with uh, my buddy's older sister, who was probably five or six years older than us. So they're in their 20s, right? So she had a group of friends. We were all there and snowmobiling up in UP, like I said. And then we pulled over and they pulled out a joint and I happened to smoke it. And then I got back on the snowmobile and that was that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty vivid. That's a very like- vivid memory for me. So it was pretty cool. Oh, that sounds like a fun one there. That's a good time. What about you, Brett? I was 18 at a friend's party. We had the little tinfoil pipe everybody was passing around. <laughs> wow. That's just talking nice. about that What a pipe. nice, classy party you were at at 18. We've all hit that pipe. pipe. We've done that. I hope it was just weed in that you know, tinfoil pipe, buddy. <laughs> what about you, Eric? Uh, yeah, I guess I got, I got the oldest one. So I was 25. Uh, and I was, I did seven years in the army. So I was, uh, just like a year out from my, from my, uh, exiting the service and at a friend's party, smoked the bowl, the highest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you for your service and everything else that you do for, uh, all the community and all of us out here. Of course. My pleasure. I feel like a derelict. What? <laughs> okay, let's, we're, we're starting with the next question. Hey, guys. I was also hey, that's Joe, boys, that's yeah. Joe just messing with you. Don't let him get to you. Next question. Hey, you know what? Thirteen nowadays is old. These kids are, are having weed at, at eight, nine years old. <laughs> Elizabeth, what perfume are you wearing? Guilty? <laughs> Guilty pleasure over there. <laughs> All right. Question number two. I, I question you, number don't two. Don't let him do it. What is you. your favorite way to use cannabis? Starting with you, Elizabeth. <laughs> Um, okay. So I, well, several, uh, but most of the time through tinctures, um, I'm a big advocate for tinctures. I take, uh, an assortment of tinctures every day with, uh, some real, uh, Oregon hemp CBD. Uh, then I have a couple of eight pens and, uh, after dinner, I have one square five milligram THC and that helps, uh, stitch everything up. So right. I'm a multimodal girl. Nice. Fantastic. That's really good. What All about right, you, blue. Nick? All right. Question. Hold, hold on, you guys, please. Nick, go ahead. I'm an old school. I'm an old school flower guy, so I like to do um, joint, like the like the, the, the physical activity, the handcrafted of doing a joint, sitting down, rolling it, smoking it. That'll be my ideal way. But I also do like a little water pipe, and I do edibles as well. So those are my top three. But nice. Yeah, joint, joint, the old school classic joint way. Brett, what about you? Uh, my favorite way to consume is yes. Uh, but to be more specific, uh, flour, like uh, is definitely the most effective for me, uh, joint bowls, bongs, uh, blunts, uh, whatever. But, uh, of course, you know, different circumstances call for different things. So edibles, concentrates, um, that's how I like to consume. Run the game. I just love it how it's like, you know, the, it's Everything. not your normal young guys up here. This is how I like to get high. <laughs> no. What about you, Eric? Yeah, no, I've uh, always been a went. big fan yeah. of water pipes, so I'm, I'm still 
still smoking out of bongs, but uh, we moved on to <laughs> to dabbing as well, which I'm, I'm a big fan of. Concentrates, uh, especially in California. Top notch. Yep. It's amazing uh, how many different ways that there are you can that you and can then to bed a little a little bit of uh, FSO uh, you know, <laughs> under the tongue. <laughs> All of it. Question number three of the high five with LA normal guys. Craziest place you've ever used cannabis or smoked it. All right, Queen. Disneyland. Oh, Disneyland. Disneyland. Yeah, up in the, the little uh, carts that go across the sky, the little tram. Yes, uh, you know, I smoking love it. a joint in one of those. That one. It felt so risky. Guy it trip. was. It was. That's yeah, very risky. I would have never they guessed that you about out. you. I they so kick you out quickly there. Yeah. Oh, yeah was, that was the ballsy. There you go. That does sound That's like a good crazy. spot, though, because you're, you know, yeah, it's going to dissipate. Not. It's, it's going to dissipate rather quick, you know. No, it's going to smell be like careful hell doing that. Side. Be, uh, it's going <laughs> to smell. Oh, no, but they, there's no way to dissipate. They're like the feds. They've got exactly. It's a scary spot to do it. Yeah, they caught her doing it, but she's gangster, and I like that about you. Nicholas, what about you? I don't think I have any crazy places I've done it. I mean, everywhere I've done it, I feel was the right place to do it. But I guess um, the snowmobile, when I first did it, was probably crazy because I'd never done it. I'm on a machine in the middle of the tundra, driving on <laughs> a lake, a frozen lake, and snowing for the first time. So I guess that would be the craziest one as well, not to be redundant no, on my answers. No, that's good. That's, that's <laughs> crazy that's for you. One. Brett, what about yeah. you? Uh, I was at an IT conference that had rented out uh, Universal Universal Orlando for their uh, end show. And so we were able to consume on the roller coaster. Wow. <laughs> That's fun. Nice. And Eric? Yeah. the, uh, the I used to work in Arlington in Washington, D.C. So I was like half a mile from the DEA headquarters. My buddy and I would, uh, <laughs> would take, you know, night nighttime drives. Spoken once, right? At, uh, you know, as we passed the DEA agent. <laughs> nice. Just in case they were really watching, you're like, man, we're gonna hit this right here. Let's see. <laughs> there you know. They got their things to do. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Question number four of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five with the LA Normal Board, Elizabeth. Start with you. What is your go-to munchies when you get high? Pineapple. <laughs> <laughs> I cut like up pineapple. pineapple every week, and so I'll just like open that up in my Tupperware, and I'll just eat endless amounts of pineapple. That's always fun. <laughs> pineapple going. All right, Nicholas, how about you? Your favorite go-to munchie? I mean, I guess a similar thing would be a mango for me. Just like the pineapple is that sharp flavor, and when you're stoned, you know your senses are heightened. So, I mean, if there's a fresh mango in the house, it's it. But I, you guys I are making me both want some food right? now. My yeah. mouth is watering. All right, Brett, what about you, Brett? Mango accentuates the high, just so you know. Mango peaks up. That's another reason yes. why. Everybody go. just hey, added it to their shopping right? list. Yeah, <laughs> everybody just decided to get There's a mango. spike in mangoes all mangoes. over. Mangoes. They hire my yeah. wife now. Yes. Get the mangoes. All so right. Get the mangoes. Hi, Amanda. All right, Brett, what is your go-to Call munchies? I like the salty snacks. Salty. Anything salty. So, Joe, you're in there. Yeah. He likes you. Mix. <laughs> all right, Eric, how about you? Yeah, I got a sweet too. So uh, yeah, definitely on like ice cream shake boom. kind of uh, side of things. <laughs> yeah. He said, "Boom!" I, yeah, sweet tooth is all up my alley sweet, right there. Sweet, salty, yes. and fruit. <laughs> Question number five of the high five, you guys. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why, Elizabeth? Oh, I would take Obama. I just love Obama, Obama. and I would love to smoke a joint with Obama. Um, and just have the most amazing conversation and then redo healthcare for uh, everything. Well, Elizabeth, I bet the things he would have to say or you would have to say about Trump would be quite amusing together, right? <laughs> you don't have the time. <laughs> Nicholas, what about well, you? Getting the president, hi. Well, I mean, I, I'd say, since we already did Tony Chung, I'd say um, uh, be real from Cypress Hill, man, just because coming up, Kid, you know, 15 years old, all the way. You're from LA. Hey, I just got to throw in, man. We did the hot box with him, man. That was crazy. You did it? Uh, yeah, you did it? we did it. Oh, My man, brother and I did the hot box with him. It was insane. Yeah, thanks for following the podcast. It's, it's, it's actually called the smoke box. But <laughs> smoke box. <laughs> we hot boxed yeah, in the smoke box. box. Yeah, it was smoke the smoke box. box. Yeah. Either way, you, Tyson, you, you got to do it. Thanks for that, though, Mark. That was clutch. Got to get it right. And what about you, Brett? Uh, the first stoner movie I ever really got into uh, was Half Baked, and so I'd really like to yeah. smoke a baked as well. 
Dave yeah. Chappelle. That would oh, yeah. oh, be a good that'd one. Good. I like Dave Chappelle. Eric? Anybody in the cast, but Dave would be awesome. I'll go, I'll go with someone. This is wearing the shirt. Might as well. I'll go oh, with someone. Yeah. Uh, Bob Marley. I mean. Yeah. Of course. I, I, can't, I can't think of anyone else who's done more for, to, like, destigmatize cannabis than, you know, a guy who exported reggae. You know, to the world, so Bruce on there. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, it just, yeah, you're right there, Eric. I mean, when you think of legendary and you think of cannabis, I mean, Bob Marley is. I mean, who gets higher than that of the of the no. pole? I sure. love, to, I love to try some of that Jamaican lamb's breath too. That I, mm. that I hear that uh, the land race is out there. And uh, do we have Bruce Margolin on the phone, or, or group Bruce? Are you there? On mute. He's muted. Is he? Is he there? I would love to get his answers to these questions real quick. Yeah. If he's, Excuse me. Yeah, I'm you. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we yeah. Bruce. Welcome back. Let's do them all. Yeah, hey, Bruce, we're right. going to run through these questions with you, Bruce. How old were you the first time you smoked weed, and where did you get it from, Bruce? I was like, back, back, back. I was already in law school. I started smoking weed from about 24 years old. From one of my hotties days to go out with many, many years ago. And, you know, the weed wasn't popular like it was today, at least amongst my people at North Hollywood High School. My buddy wasn't into that at that point, okay? I learned about it. What's the question? That's question number two of the high five. Welcome to the show, Craig. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? I still like the roll joints. That's the way I like it. I can titrate it. You can make it easier to titrate it, how much I'm taking in. It's less less hurts my thought. We've been using the, we've been using the, the what call it, the Falcon uh, bag lately, but it usually burns to we does not smell good. And so I, so I'm down for the old joints. I'm a joint smoker. That's what it comes down yep, to. I Order agree. For the goodie. I'm, I'm edible guy right this moment. So question number three of the high five. <laughs> <At> this moment. <laughs> question number three. Craziest place you've ever used cannabis or smoked it, Bruce? Poppy, Poppy. Uh, let's think about it. I remember once I had a federal case with my client who was going to going to trial sales of heroin case. He was in the. One of, the, one of the back rooms, the council rooms, and he smoked joints back there. And I think I might have taken a toke. That was many years ago. It was the most crazy place I took nice. it. You know? That sounds crazy. <laughs> and, uh, Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Question number four of the Cannabis Talk 101 High Five with the famous Bruce Margolin. What is your go-to munchies when you get high? Uh, I don't get too many munchies, to tell you the truth, but I like chocolate. Like dark chocolate, so I guess that's my that's my you know, that's my Ain't nothing like some good dark chocolate, and it's good yeah. for you. Number five of the high five with the founder yeah. and director of LA Normal. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? I know you guys think this is crazy and maybe not relevant, but Muhammad Ali. Oh, that's great. We don't judge anybody's answer. That's no. a great but, answer. But why the greatest of all time, the GOAT Muhammad Ali? Why good why him? Why? Because I think yeah, I think he was the most down guy that I've ever met. He was a champion. He spoke. He, he talked the talk. He walked the walk. He said, Look, he's he got a picture. And he won. Yeah. He's just, yeah. he just a wonderful guy. That's all there was to it, you know? You know, I, I, yeah, I got a chance to meet him prior to uh, after, and, and he's oh he my god, here we go. Yeah, a great guy, very funny, and the stories that he would do, even when he had you know his parks, everything, he would still crack jokes with people, and he's still just a character. Like you know, even he's like, "What'd you say about me?" Like you know, I mean, like if, if you can get it out. You, he's he just it was a character to the. I love him, and I love that you say that. You're actually the first person to say yep. Muhammad Ali, which yeah. is funny that True that story. you say that. And and like I said, I. It, makes me able to tell the story uh, and Craig get jealous because he's only met uh, I don't know who but uh, <laughs> the, the chance like, he Julian met you <laughs> yeah and I was there with you buddy so <laughs> it, it, great great answer great time having you guys is there anything else that you guys like to share with everyone plug. before and plug anything well, else we yeah we have a, we got, have a guy running for the uh, uh, DA in Los Angeles against uh, uh, Lacey Jackie Lacey his name is um, Gaston. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Guy voted for DA. That's the guy to vote for. What's his name? I forget. It starts with a G, I George. believe. George. You know what? George. 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 Yeah. No. No, his name is the uh, last name I'm talking about. Gascon. You had it right. Yeah, he's on the Gascon. Gascon. Yeah. Gascon. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, he's our guy as far as I'm concerned. So uh, something you might want to consider, okay? Anybody have a comment on that or no? Hey, How Nicholas. Nicholas, you want to tell uh, everybody what we got coming up um, on the 28th? Yeah, yeah, I was going to. 
Yeah, yeah, I can do that. So October 28th, you can join us at uh, 4 p.m. for Smoke the Vote event, which will have some celebrities, including Tommy Chong, Brett Harrelson, uh, Shabinsky will be on the show, and many, many more. So it's going to be an hour-long program, just like our other public meetings. Uh, hour on Zoom, you can join in, public Q&A. We're going to do a lot of cool, informative topics and discussions. And yeah, welcome everybody to come join us. They don't have to be at LA, but come to our website, lanormal.org, and Click on the events and go ahead and RSVP and get the uh, get the Zoom link and yeah, we'll see you October twenty eighth, four p.m. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be a big event. We're we're really trying to shine a huge spotlight on Smoke the Vote. We're going to bring in a bunch of our celebrity um, board of advisors to come in and and shine a spotlight on it. But you know, it's just so important to get involved. Get out there. Don't forget to vote. Know who you're voting for, um, and come check out our show on October 28th at 4 p.m. LANormal.org. It's going to be a great show. There you go. Fantastic. Thank you guys so much for everybody joining us and hanging out. Yeah, and thank you guys thank all. You. Thank you, Ian, for putting this all together. Thank brother. you guys. Oh, we just so much appreciate all the support you guys have given us here at Always. Los Angeles Normal. So really, thank you so much. Well, once again, guys, thank you for joining the show. It's Cannabis Talk 101. And remember this, if no one else loves you, we do. Thanks for listening to another podcast of Cannabis Talk 101, the world's number one source for everything cannabis. Featuring Normal, making sure you vote to smoke. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details.